W Talk, where we bring inspiring women from all walks of life. Catch us live at RTM Click and also Trax FM's official Facebook page every Friday and be inspired. 11.15 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. Only on Trax FM, your favorite station. This is Tracks FM's Tracks Momentum with me, Deanna. Happy Friday, and we are having an exciting day indeed, as today happens to be the day the budget will be tabled. And also, more importantly, we have multiple guests that will be speaking to us throughout. But for now, as usual, on Momentum, we do have our W Talk. But today, we are focusing a lot more on uh, Towards Budget 2023, as well as the creative economy. And I'm speaking to Izan Satrina Muhammad Salihuddin, the Senior Director, Partnerships and Creative for Think City and the former CEO of Chindana. Thank you so much for joining me uh, online right now, Izan. Can you hear me loud and clear? Perfect. Hi, Diana. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Fabulous. Um, Good, good, good that it's a Friday. Weekend, <laughs> the weekend will start. Yes, exactly. And today is going to be quite um, uh, exciting for all of us Malaysians as we will be looking forward to what will be uh, retabled today at Budget 2023. But we do want to get to know you first a little bit more, what it is it that you do. So, Izan, could you tell us a little bit more about Think City? Tell us about the people behind it and what your role entails. Sure. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, Diana and Trax FM, for having me. Um, I now work in Think City, and I'm part of a team um, that creates positive impact. It's been established uh, by Kazanah National Berhad in 2009 uh, to work on urban rejuvenation uh, with a goal of creating more resilient and people-friendly cities. Um, and its mission is to make cities more people-friendly, resilient, and livable. So essentially, the work that we do entails uh, management and implementation of place-based solutions uh, while acting as a catalyst for change and positive change in the way cities are planned, curated, developed, and celebrated. Very nice. Thank you so much. All right. Well, as an impact organization, what are the key areas that Think City focuses on? Well, we focus on uh, four main key areas, um, as well as a, a knowledge uh, area, and I'll explain a bit more. So as an expansion of the work that we do, we anchor and our expertise are anchored on placemaking, and that's really looking at improving the quality of life for citizens by involving them in our participatory process, in um, creating solutions for the city, mm-hmm. um, ideating with them and innovating with them. We also look into environment and social and environment here, um, simply put, is you know it could be climate, uh, it could be uh, mobility, uh, social is public housing, and uh, looking at how we can improve that environment for them. Um, third one is analytics, and we look into generating evidence-led insights because you need data and mm-hmm. to make an informed decision. You really need to look into that. So there's a team that focuses on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also how we started is on culture-based economic development. So we do work in conservation. Uh, preservation of sites and buildings and adaptive reuse and how we can create a local economy for the people who live there. Mm-hmm. And all this knowledge of all the work that we do mm-hmm. resides with another team that focuses simply on um, sharing this decade of know-how and breaking it down so that other people can be involved in city making. And they're called the Think City Institute, Diana. I see. So the Think City Institute, are, are these um, volunteers or are these people who are part of Think City itself? 
So there's four flagship areas that I've shared earlier on, plus Think City Institute uh, is part uh, of the Think City organization, and they're currently fully employed um, by the organization. And we do work with experts, other experts, technical advisors. We have also climatologists involved in the team and providing um, advice to ensure that uh, the implementation of work that we do is robust. Mm. All right. Well, what is the current performance of Malaysia's creative economy? Yeah, so I'm really passionate about this, especially when my background is um, on creative economy. So the work that I do in Think City also really uh, promotes uh, this industry and also looks into building creative cities. So when we talk about creative economy in general for Malaysia, it has been 1.9% mm. for the past five years. Um, and that's quite stagnant um, in terms of its percentage of contribution to GDP. Mm. But in terms of manpower, Diana, that has increased year on year because it shows that this industry really involves a lot of Malaysians in it. Mm -hmm. But mind you as well, as you may know, and, and the listeners tuning in may know, that this industry hires a lot of freelancers. Um, and we're very much a, a gig industry where mm -hmm. one person can do multiple work. We can be a producer, we can be a dancer, we can be a writer, all at the same time. Mm -hmm. So this data that I've just cited to you and the listeners is not reflective Oh, that did you record uh, companies I did what it says companies so it's not inclusive of the freelancers as well I see so at this but that's a baseline <laughs> something we can work on definitely so yeah. would that be an encouragement for all the creatives to either apply for jobs in companies or should they create companies SMEs for themselves well, I think uh, first one thing we should consider is really um, trading a baseline of who these freelancers are as mm -hmm. well, so that we have a sense of now companies, their baselines and their performance, but we also need to take into account our freelancers as well. And, mm -hmm. and I'm sure that's the hundreds of thousands as well if we take them into account. And what it essentially means, based on this data, we would be able to respond better Mm. Um, and introduce mechanisms that work for them to ensure that they can continue being a freelancer, mm -hmm. but they're also protected and they also have the right package and incentives uh, to be in this industry. We don't want to lose them, mm. obviously, yeah. uh, but we want we want to make sure we we get them involved in the local economy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and. That's why data is very important um, in, in, in for us to plan, really. All right. Thanks, Izan. Well, I will be asking, um, you know, in terms of creative economy, how do we compare to other countries? But I'll be back with that question. We're going to take a quick break right now. I'm speaking to Izan Satrina Mohamed Salihuddin, the Senior Director of Partnerships and Creative for Think City. We'll be right back. This is Trax FM. to the state of where our cultural and creative assets are under different ministries. We have design under Ministry of International Trade. We have literature under Ministry of Education. And arts education is under Ministry of Education. So there, there needs to be a, a, a bit of a, I guess, coordination between these ministries for us to leverage on our assets to to be a bit more competitive with our neighboring countries. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm sure we can get there. Mm -hmm. I'm quite positive about it. <laughs> All right. Well, how, what are your thoughts on how we can improve it then? I mean, if we we want to try to get to that level at some point and hopefully sooner rather than later. What is it that we need to do? 
Well, I think most of these countries have been successful uh, based on a, a clear, robust plan, um, leadership, uh, continuity, um, available resources, commitment, political will, inclusion of the private sector, incentives, um, clarity of funneling these works into export, export um, to other countries, and building that demand for our services, products, intangible or tangible, mm -hmm. um, and also including the creative communities as well. Um, and I don't mean here one or two sectors. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm talking about in general across all the sectors under these industries. Um, and I think we need to, to look into that, and they're just hotline points that I'm actually mentioning but of mm -hmm. course um, one day we can talk a bit more about some of these sub activities and sub strategies that we should look into in terms of moving the needle mm. for the creative economy from Malaysia. Do you reckon you could share at least one just to you know have, for us to have a tiny idea of it? Sure. I think one of the things we need to do is, of course, build um, an audience. And, and, and when I say build an audience here, it means also reflecting um, on it. It's about increasing appreciation for these um, creative and cultural uh, sectors or industries. Um, and that in terms of activity would look into integrating arts education um, into our school system. And this is not just uh, purely, uh, I guess, we, we, you know, we used to play the recorder in public schools, yes. uh, but uh, more than that, I think uh, one, at one point of time in my previous organization in Chandana, we did run a lot of arts education programs with the Ministry of Education, bringing um, primary school students out to inspire them and gain positive experiences in the arts and based on the data from the National Arts Council of Singapore mm. when you are exposed to the arts at such a young age you are three times more likely to be involved in the sector whether you are a consumer uh, someone who participates in it or actually a, a hobby or someone who actually takes it as a career mm -hmm. um, so that's really encouraging to know and it's something that we should really consider doing it mm. that's very great that, that's actually really interesting insight um, in terms of getting people to actually expose their children at a younger age and that particular three times more likely to actually get involved in the arts if they were exposed to it, I think it's going to be uh, something that a lot of our listeners might be interested to exposing their children to, which is great. But uh, just moving on though, uh, Izan, part of Think City's expertise includes urban regeneration, heritage conservation and adaptive reuse. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? Sure. Um, I'm not a lot. I'm not sure if a lot of the listeners know that Think City was uh, born in actually Georgetown, Penang, um, at that time um, in 2009, and at that time uh, Georgetown was uh, acknowledged as a recognized as a World Heritage Site. So uh, Think City, with the support of Kazana, had mobilized and dispersed more than 16 million ringgit to 240 projects and grantees for public realm improvement, conservation, capacity building, and content development. And if you've been to Penang, Georgetown, you will see how it has been so successful to the point uh, how a city that has followed out is now receiving so many visitors locally and internationally. And the success the success sorry, of that Georgetown grant programs and the know-how skills that were developed has stimulated a lot of co-investments. Um, and you see you know, more than 90% increase in number of arts and culture establishments, more than 100% growth in hotels, F&B businesses. And if you look at tourist arrivals, the 
300% more people arriving. So at one point of time, there were 3 million uh, visitors arriving in Georgetown. Mm. And the last data that I was tracking and making reference to, there were 9 million visitors. Wow. And that's really the beauty and success of urban rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. Well, how have you applied this since Think City's inception? Well, I, I think from the success um, at Georgetown uh, and the learnings, you know, we have also done uh, made some mistakes and learned from it and also uh, adopted some of the good learnings that we had. We've expanded to uh, Kuala Lumpur, Papua, Ipoh, Palkangsa, Lengong, Johor Bahru, and Kuching. And from dispersing grants, we've been actively shaping and supporting other aspects of city making mm-hmm. uh, in partnership with local councils and local governments. Uh, community organizations, NGOs, and the communities themselves, the people, and the private sector. So we're now working on um, projects of important scale and level, including the new economic zone like Penang Bay mm-hmm. um, and the new creative uh, digital district in Penang, whilst also shaping policies, uh, developing long-term strategic plans, and we're hoping to do this continuously locally and also expand our wings regionally. So we've just started work in Hyderabad, India as well. Right. Thank you so much. That sounds really exciting, to be honest, and I'm sure a lot of us would be really interested to know um, your updates and what no, but when we come back, um, I'm going to basically speak to Izan about what it takes to make a city a creative city. Well, we'll be taking a short break. I'm speaking to Izan Satrina, the Senior Director of Partnerships and Creative for Think City. We'll be right back. This is Tracks FM. Right here. Right here. Right, right, right. right here on Tracks FM. W Talk, where we bring inspiring women from all walks of life. Catch us live at RTM Click and also Tracks FM's official Facebook page every Friday and be inspired. 11.15 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. Only on Tracks FM, your favorite station. Welcome back to Tracks FM. This is Yana on Tracks Momentum. I'm still speaking to Izan Satrina Mohamed Salehuddin, the Senior Director, Partnerships and Creative of Think City. We're talking about creative economy. And earlier on, Izan was sharing with us basically um, what's been going on uh, that, that Think City has been applying in terms of creative city, one of which uh, she was talking about the Georgetown. In, uh, it was something's happening in Georgetown. Izan, I'm actually quite interested. Would it be possible for you to share in detail about one of the projects? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think at the moment, uh, one of the things uh, that the team has been focusing on is Kuala Lumpur itself. And downtown Kuala Lumpur um, has had a, a, a long focus. It's, a long, it's been a focus for Think City for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, as a geographical space is a convergence point with immense and tap potential, but and, and we boast the, the biggest colonial cluster in Datara Merdeka, and it's historically so significant. So one of the work that there, I think City is looking at is really to rejuvenate downtown Kuala Lumpur. Um, a lot of people have moved out from downtown Kuala Lumpur, whether it's the administrative centers or residents moving to Subang or Shah Alam um, and Cyberjaya and more. Kuala Lumpur has been negatively impacted by that. But not only that, um, there's 
reduce accessibility, uh, traffic congestion, um, abandoned buildings. There's no night activities because everyone's uh, sort of it's become a transient city. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of underutilized public spaces, and on all these other areas that the, the Think City team is actually looking into to rejuvenate. So, taking um, leaf from the success of Georgetown, they've actually developed uh, with DBKL a strategic master plan on making Kuala Lumpur a creative culture uh, district. And um, they've been working closely, sorry, when I say they, it should be we. We've been working closely uh, with Ministry of Tourism, Arts and Culture, uh, National Heritage Department, and Yayan San Hassanah with hope to re-energize downtown KL. So whether that's economic activities, uh, whether that's rejuvenation of buildings and assets around it, making it effective, making it efficient, making it vibrant, mm-hmm. um, I think is very key in, in urban rejuvenation work. Do you uh, do you reckon there is a time frame of what or when people can expect something, you know, that can really show, uh, like, as a result of what Think City has been working on with uh, the other organizations? Well, uh, definitely, I think Georgetown is our name card, uh, really our, our main name card. Mm-hmm. And we started there since the inception, and, and the work still continues. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a success, it doesn't mean we stop. Mm-hmm. We actually continue scaling it up uh, with all the possibilities and the Creative Digital District and the Penang Bay being a, an SDG um, certified um, area. These are some of the efforts we, we are continuing to scale up. So for Kuala Lumpur, it, it's a of course, a different town. It, it's, it has a um, different vibe and different routines for its people if you compare to Georgetown, which is a bit more, I think, and I, I hope you agree with me, it's a mm-hmm. bit more chilled and mm-hmm. chilled in, in Georgetown, chilled out, right? Yep, yep. But Kuala Lumpur, we're always uh, racing. We're, we're always in, in a rush. And so people are trying to survive in KL. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping with the urban rejuvenation efforts that is being done, and it's been going on for the past eight eight years with BBKL and um, other collaborators. We're hoping that um, a lot of people can join into this effort or other organizations um, to make change, whether it's in public realm, whether it's in conservation work, Mm -hmm. whether it's connecting um, transit stations to cycling lanes, to parks, Mm -hmm. whether it's greening efforts. All of this requires a whole village approach. Um, And and really, it's not... um, it's not cukup kalau one organization, but it really is a whole uh, village approach, whole yeah. nation approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that kind of gets me to the next question. I do want to ask: How can people get involved? I mean, I mean, I can't just be. Surely, it's not just organizations, but it's, it involves the nation itself, like the people itself. I mean, is there anything that we as listeners can do to um, make our city a creative city? Well, uh, definitely. Um, I think uh, Malaysians, uh, the people itself, uh, are doing a lot of many wonderful things. Um, And some are doing documentation work uh, of their city, whether it's pictorial, uh, documenting or or writing it. Um, And some of this work is seen in the northern architecturism work that Think City is currently doing Mm -hmm. between uh, Para, Penang, uh, Perlis, Kedah, and it really is looking to build a, a connect 
connection between cities in the Northern Architecturism that really is beautiful and has so many unhidden gems. Mm -hmm. So you know, of course, about Langong and Peratman, um, and it's a World Heritage Site as well. Not a lot of people are aware of Langong, um, and it's something that we're trying to, I suppose, consumerize so that people are more aware of it. Mm -hmm. But also, if we go under the, the other layers in terms of uh, promoting it, mm -hmm. it's really about working with the people. Mm -hmm. They have so many rituals, they have their makadnan, mm -hmm. their prakasam, mm -hmm. um, that we want people to experience mm -hmm. and it also contributes to their income. So people have some businesses mm -mm. because of the result of urban rejuvenation. So it is really related to tourism as well, mm -hmm. cultural tourism. So basically, what would you do with what you just mentioned um, in terms of working with the people? Because what they do as well contributes to that heritage aspect, heritage conservation, and even perhaps like the creative aspect of it uh, as well. Yeah. So, I, uh, for the benefit of our listeners, maybe we uh, you could explain to us what does it actually take to make a city a creative city, and how would you apply it to Malaysia? Sure. So, um, Diana, thank you. So, I, I hope I wasn't rambling. No, 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 on, definitely I, not. <laughs> it, it's, an, it's an agenda which mm. I'm really passionate yes, about. Yes, yes, of course. Um, and so, the creative city itself uh, really is a concept that mm. has been fully implemented by UNESCO, uh, as you may know. And it, besides being efficient and fair as a city, it also provides places, uh, equitable places for all, mm -hmm. positive experiences and opportunities to foster creativity amongst uh, its people. So um, whilst you may know that um, Malacca and uh, Georgetown are World Heritage Sites, mm -hmm. you've got Kuching that is a UNESCO creative city for gastronomy. Um, and Kuala Lumpur itself, we are really working to scale up her recognition. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm referring Kuala Lumpur as a her. Yes. Uh, Actually, I shouldn't apologize for that. <laughs> uh, but uh, trying to scale up her recognition as a UNESCO creative city, um, and working with we're working with the communities to um, get their input because there are different areas that you can adopt the city on. Whether it's gastronomy, whether it's film, whether it's media arts, whether it's design, literature, music, craft, and folk art. So there's some sectors that UNESCO actually looks at, mm -hmm. and we're hoping if we scale Kuala Lumpur in in one these um, areas, it could potentially catalyze and bring in a lot more visitors to the city, whether it's local or international, and introduce uh, a lot more support for growth. Mm -mm. This is really exciting times. I'm sure that what we will be able to see, hopefully within yes. a, a, a shorter period of time, we'll be able to see the impact of Thing City, especially to the city of Kuala Lumpur, based on what we've looked at in Georgetown and Malacca, as well as Kuching. Um, Izan, very curious to know, if there are any organizations that wish to work with Think City at any point, what can they do? How do they get in touch? Well, they can get in touch uh, on our social media uh, or Facebook, uh, social media on Facebook or Instagram, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and just message us. We're very active on it. Um, alternatively, they can always reach me on izan.satrina at thinkcity.com.my. Mm -hmm. uh, partnerships and working with people or organizations is very key in transforming a city. It's Like I said earlier on, it takes a whole village approach, so we're very open to you reaching out or to the listeners tuning in. Mm -hmm. If you have a great idea that would really pull people together 
and, and make a difference, positive change, please please get in touch with us. Fantastic. All right, Izan, I've got one last question for you because unfortunately we're like running out of time. Oh, I no. know, okay. I know. Tell me about it. But um, <laughs> no, the budget for 2023 will be tabled today. Um, it is an exciting time for a lot of Malaysians. What would you like to see included in the budget for Think City and why is it important to be included and also who will benefit from it and how? Oh, wow, that's, that's a lot of questions. Yes, it is. Ah, it's a long okay. one, but it's okay. <laughs> we'll make time for that, <laughs> okay. for you to answer that. So, uh, cross fingers and toes, you know, inshallah, kita doakan banyak-banyak that um, there, there is positive news uh, for, for people who are involved in city making. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's also in line with the government's vision of uh, making Kuala Lumpur as a smart city, as an example. Uh, so we do hope, uh, based on um, the work that we've done and the vision of the government um, that we can support them uh, via an allocation uh, for work in um, rejuvenation of downtown Kuala Lumpur, uh, which exactly I said earlier on, boasts a biggest cluster of colonial buildings and is historically significant to us. Because um, I think the allocation um, if and when it's announced, you know, inshallah, announced today lah, mm-hmm. that it can uh, signal the revival of nation pride, national pride, uh, generating a sense of aspiration that will build the momentum of Malaysia Madani growth and building back better for Malaysia via downtown Kuala Lumpur as a creative culture district. Um, I think my second hope and prayer is that perhaps um, with any rejuvenation work, we need to ensure that all levels of society is part of it. So perhaps an allocation uh, for PPRs uh, the B40 communities would be good so we can also involve them in this transformation um, so that they're not left out because no one should be left out uh, mm-hmm. from anything good. So we do hope to, uh, if there's an allocation, we can provide to improve uh, their livelihood and livability uh, in public housing. All right. Thank you so much, Izan. I really, really madly appreciate you um, sharing all of that with us. And in fact, you know what? Come back into our studio next time around. Okay? It really, really would be great to have you over here. But thank you so much and have a fantastic weekend ahead. And uh, hopefully um, your budget wishes do come true this year. <laughs> all right. Thank great. you, Diana. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much. I was speaking to Izan Satrina Mohamed Salehuddin, Senior Director, Partnerships and Creative of Think City, the former CEO of Chandana, and we were talking about creative economy. So make sure you keep it locked to Tracks FM. If you missed out that interview, you can find it again at Tracks FM Official on Facebook. Okay, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Experience the excitement right here. Right here. Right, right, right. right here. On Tracks FM.